Gordano. Gordano. Dave, say Gordano. Gordano. Uh, this is uh, the Sorry Not In Service podcast for the show that went out on the 21st of uh, February. And yep. um, it's a special because for <laughs> half the show, it was just the usual uh, BS. And for the second oh. half of the show, it was some extraordinary BS with our very good friend and special guest, Mr. Dave, writing and running Irwin. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. Confirmation from the man himself. So enjoy the podcast, and we'll speak to you at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you real good, boy. We love you. Touch. Sorry, not in service. Bye. But where does it go? Where does it stop? Watch some sign of the lollipop. It's the Stereo Lab stop. Breath ragged, your life's blood and ill tempoed thud in your ears. The creature lives in glass. It dwells in reflections. A fog that devours souls. A creeping death that steals life. It ripples through our world. A beast that plows ahead where light must bend. Beholden to no physicality. A reality toyed with as a kitten might paw at a newt. Caught in the glare of the midday sun, you pause for breath as you search for shade. There, a patch of darkness. Your gasp still as a turn of your head slides the blackness across the landscape. Tears well as your contact lens is slick with the creature's foul influence. Dr. Pepper, what fell consequence did you presume? Hello, everybody. Hi there. This is um, my name's Hapty, and I'm Rungles. And welcome to Sorry Not in Service on Ten Radio, yep. going out to the ten parishes and then the rest of the world. Yes. Um, and uh, it's a it's a wonderful Friday evening, full of hot samba style fun. It is. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> and we're going to be tapping into that with our own particular brand of samba. Uh, this evening we've got <laughs> what samba. It's kind of like a Brazilian dance. Is it? Yeah, big time. Is that not rumba? One of them. Um, This evening we have got some features. We've got some hot news. We have a hot topic. And we have a super hot guest coming. Mm. We're going to have a visit from Dave Irwin, uh, runnerer and writerer. Yes. Uh, He's going to be joining us in the studio from nine o'clock and he'll be answering our pointless questions and he'll be, he'll be flogging his book like there's no tomorrow and there is so uh, yeah Dave if you're listening just bear that in mind please yeah yeah. so uh, anyway listeners we hope you're well and uh, play a song really I reckon I will here's the Rolling Stones and would start me up and I certainly hope it does yeah it was the Rolling Stones good Probably best to raise the microphones there. Well. Probably just a bit. Yeah, because the Rolling Stones had finished uh, audibly prancing. Or oh, didn't they just? Mm. Who do you prefer, the Rolling Stones or the Beatles? Oh, the Beatles. Sexually? <laughs> mm, yeah, certainly. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, I have a, I have a uh, thing for them. Um, listeners, we... <laughs> 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 we, um, listeners, we uh, have got a, a, a hot topic that we'd like you all to join in with this we, evening. Yes, uh, it's uh, it's it's on the subject of conspiracy theories. Ooh. Very shady matter, subject matter there. Who's that man in the glasses? I, I don't know. Yeah, who's the suit? <laughs> exactly. You want these questions? These are these are. All examples of conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, we would like to know what your favourites are. We would like you to invent some. Yeah, and uh, any other sort of areas um, of this topic that we'd like to explore? Ones you believe might actually be accurate. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So if you uh, your favourite ones that you've heard, any invented ones, and uh, yeah. the ones that you genuinely believe are true. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple already in through this week, but we'll be referring to them in we, the next. We link. certainly will. We will. Because we are we? uber professionals. Get you. <laughs> I will. Right. Yes. Uh, Simon's off to get himself. And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, ladies and uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've had a absolutely lovely time. Uh, two weeks off, in fact, on holiday uh, in the intervening time, and uh, during this time, I spent some good time with my friend Dom, and we discovered that when you are having a boozy evening, and I know you people of Wiverliscum, we've met some of you, um, you're likely to go off for big boozy evenings. Don't get all crisps and nuts and sweets and things like that. Dom and I discovered, actually, for a lot less money, but a lot more joy. Big loaf of bread and cheese. <laughs> yeah, is this a sliced loaf, or are you just sort of? No, no, no. It's a big hunk of really. Yeah, just the one loaf between you. There wasn't like a sort of lady in the tramp style scenario where well, you both, both ate su- a cottage sucking loaf. on it at two ends of a cottage loaf. No, no, no. Oh, no. Fine. Yeah, I mean, a, ch- a block of cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this song goes out to Dom. This is Sean Keaveney of uh, Six Music with Cheddar Cheese. Cheddar cheese, indeed. Yes, help me, please. Um, so this is an email from Joe Irwin, uh, who, who's, uh, who's written in, and he's written in, Dear Men, I believe that a conspiracy theory that needs attention drawing unto it is the one that Twitter, which is put in brackets, helpfully, which is on the internet, is actually oh. used by birds to find out what people are up to in order to plan a sort of hostile takeover. Okay, so Joe continues. Okay. Uh, they already tried to kill us with flu, but that didn't work, so now they've used the internet to gather information on us by setting up what is quite a popular website. Joe's been reading the papers. He has. Now, and he's also, if this conspiracy theory is true, he suggested a sort of way around this. Uh, he suggests not using Twitter, or if you absolutely have to, just writing all your tweets in the language of a different animal to confuse them. That. Yes is a perfect open and closed conspiracy case. Absolutely. It's like one of the ones of the X-Files where they've just invented one because they didn't have a real <laughs> conspiracy to work on. Um, and we don't have a Loch Ness Monster to look for this week. Birds and the internet, I don't know. <laughs> it's too... well, I kind of think it could be used as a plot to a sequel to The Birds, the Alfred Hitchcock film. <laughs> and wow. it would be called Digibirds. That's a massive step down. <laughs> There's something terribly sinister about Twitter. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and you know, there could be all sorts of hacking and, and whatnot. You know, the NSA could be involved, and that would be... Uh, NSA in this film might stand for... Uh, should have thought about this. Oh, um, hang on, hang on. What do birds do? They nest. Yes. Nest, sing... sing. Albumen. Albumen. <laughs> nest, <laughs> sing, albumen. The NSA. Edward Snowden. <laughs> so uh, it's all coming together actually Joe the more I think about this and I am giving this an awful lot of thought live on air um, the more I think it's, it's, it's very possible so thank that you. is quite possible so what would you say is the best method of writing down the language of animals well ask, ask, me, ask, ask me what an animal might say what might an animal say? No, no, no. Just pick, pick a, pick a. Oh, pick an animal. A species, and I, I can replicate the language. Uh, okay. Let's go sheep. Right, sheep. Okay. Uh... <laughs> they do make that noise, don't they? I've noticed mm. that of sheep. Another one. Okay. Um, cats. Cats. Domesticated or you know the big wild cats. Um, not you might not, find not on big a cats. Oh, yeah, wild cats. I would say say um, uh, West Scottish Highland. Okay, uh, well, I know, I know, I could, I can do this one. Yeah, <coughs> yeah that's the sound of a, a West Scottish Highland. Another one. How does that alternate from, say, a, a lowland wildcat? A lowland wildcat. Yes. It's a very different sound. It's all in the t- t- tom. I'll turn you down for this one. <laughs> 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 
make any difference it reached my microphone <laughs> so uh, so that's how you would speak in a different language on Twitter if you're now concerned regarding the email that Joe sent in which seemed like quite a long time ago doesn't it just <laughs> so, so there we go uh, so please everybody oh, we didn't actually tell anyone how to send in their conspiracy theories true which, truth which was, which was not very clever um, no. studio Stupid. you can email studio at tenradio.org yeah, you uh, can just go to the website, tenradio.org, and leave a message in the message box there. You could go to sorrynotinservice.com yeah. and go to the, the tab up at the top. We've uh, got the dot com. Which is, <laughs> which is called uh, <laughs> Speak to It and leave us a message there. Or um, if, you, if you're Barry, you can text <laughs> 07786 20 40 and begin your message with Studio. So, um, that's where we are. <laughs> exactly. If you wanted to text co-op, just text co-op to 07786 202240. <laughs> it's the women's phone. That's how popular. Anton it. gets it and emails it to the relevant authorities. <laughs> this is Hapty and Rungles on this Ten is Radio. Hapty and Rungles, and this is the White Stripes with Mike Doorbell. <laughs> Ten Radio. Ten Radio. Live in your ears. Yes. Um, we've had a couple of emails regarding our subject of conspiracy theories. Your whole. Uh, we've had one here. Uh, Make you says that dragons are real. Dragons? Turn up for the books. Uh, they've just gone up to... <laughs> just following on from that sentence, they follow, the, they follow that up with, they just fly very high up in the sky. Some, however, are near the ground but they are very hard to see, being as they are invisible. So that is an extraordinary turn of events. That is, and it is an extraordinary turn up for the books. Yes. As if, what were William Hill putting on that? <laughs> I think at the last stroke it was 27 to 1. Man alive. Uh, off, or the opposite of on. I don't really understand what on. that means. No, I, I don't understand gambling. And we've had another Give one in it. from no. someone called Doc. And uh, We were acronymizing, weren't we, earlier? Uh, NSA. Really? <gasps> uh, what did we decide it was? It was uh, nest, nest, sing, sing, albumen. albumen. Nest, it, sing, albumen. This was referring to Joe Irwin's email uh, in, that we received in the week uh, regarding yes. the Twitter conspiracy that he formulated and then debunked. Um, mm. this, this, this well, no, resolved. Resolved, sorry. Uh, the writer is <sighs> called Doc, and uh, he's, he's written here, Japanese operational executive, utterly reprehensible wizard in Nigeria. Now, that is... Joe Irwin, isn't it? Well, it's not Just a description thereof. No. Or is it? Or is it, exactly. A conspiracy. 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 I should have made a jingle for conspiracies. Quickly, do one. Conspiracy. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the doc then goes on to say, the Japanese operational executive Joe, utterly reprehensible wizard in Nigeria, Nigeria, Irwin, I think this person is engaged in an oriental hostile takeover of Africa. <sighs> It began in Africa. It's got a CD player, 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 player. <laughs> My God. Um, so that's a lovely couple of messages there, straight off the bat. Yes, and I think it gives us a perfect opportunity to ask, do you know what a conspiracy theory <laughs> is? <laughs> why, would, why would you ask that question, Will? It's a vague kind of probably government-infected <laughs> decision to ask. Right. Yeah, I imagine it was chemtrails sprayed in the <laughs> air made me think, I'd best ask this question. What, no, go on, what was, what's that conspiracy theory? What, chemtrails? Yeah, go on, yeah. Right, you know, you know planes? Uh, I've, I've, certainly, yes. You know that planes sometimes leave like a kind of a, uh, a trail of condensation yes. in the air? Yeah, certainly. You know how sometimes that trail of condensation doesn't dissipate immediately? Almost all of the time, yes. Well, in 1995, well, I can only presume we were a bunch of children, decided that means that's because it's chemicals <laughs> what he's put in the sky by the government. <laughs> Completely oblivious to the way that that wouldn't possibly work. Because imagine if pretty much every plane had a government conspiracy <laughs> tank of, of geoengineering chemicals in it. Would somebody not notice that the thousands of airports all over the world... <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. It's not a conspiracy. There might be something in it. What? Um, if they're spraying one thing in the air, it's certainly not fact. It's bull. Uh, 
feces. My goodness, that was, that was add into X. Okay, what do you get? Uh, you get some uh, super pop music. And um, the, the song was called uh, Robot New York, which isn't itself could be a conspiracy theory, couldn't it? Everybody well, in New York, New York is, is a, a robot. robot. How extraordinary. Well, that's. It all uh, makes sense. <laughs> it's the government, after all. Um, <laughs> so, um, so there be we go. Be easy to keep that one secret. What, everybody in Ro New York being a robot? Yeah, precisely. It'd be easy. That would be very straightforward. Definitely happened. Uh, we've just been looking through a list of conspiracy theories on the internet. William has been getting rather tetchy, so I'm looking forward to... I've, I've not been getting tetchy. I'm just pointing out that some of it is just <laughs> unbelievably ridiculous. And the fact that it keeps coming up on Facebook repeatedly. You've got, oh, look at the chemtrails in the air. Oh, it's happening again. Sheeple. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So we'll be you people are idiots. So we'll be winding William up a bit later. Now remember, listeners, stay, stay tuned in because we've got Dave Irwin, top right runner, right and runner, <laughs> top right and runner, runner. coming in uh, at <laughs> nine o'clock for some hot chat. Um, but the three hours. In the meantime, <laughs> William, uh, an exciting announcement. Do you remember on the last show we launched our website, sorrynotinservice.com, and we launched it with something of a competition, didn't we? Remember? Yeah. We were we asked our listeners yeah. to uh, video themselves dancing to "Poison Arrow" by the ABC band. <gasps> I love that song. It's a great song. <laughs> and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, we have a winner. The best video that was sent in, yes, was received today. Mm. The late entry deadline, and people might think that this is a kind of like almost like nepotism but the winner is Barry 10 Radio Summers Woo! our posse number yep. one um, his dance was extraordinary it was it was it was sexual it was sensual it was it was sectarian brutal. it was sectarian <laughs> all the sexes <laughs> and um <laughs> I would advise you to go to sorrynightservice.com wow. Too much, uh, Simon. Go to the, uh, go to the, 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 the page that's called you do, you do It and uh, have a look at Barry's video. It is simply sensational. Congratulations, Barry. Now, Barry earns mm. himself 10 points. 10 whole English points. Uh, for winning uh, this, uh, this competition. Yes. And uh, uh, we'll be doing a competition every show. And then on the 2nd of May, the person with the most points will win a prize. And we think uh, yeah. that prize... <laughs> yeah. Could be huh? a special, yeah, sorry, not in service style yeah. stationary kit. Is that a thing? Well, it well, will be. It will be by the second of May. That's true enough. Provided I place my order with Vista Prince soon. So, um, so Barry, you know, keep, keep, keep. Good, uh, Barry, keep entering. Keep entering. Because, just, um, just, just you. Because uh, you will have some leave. stationary. Um, so why is it the second of May? <laughs> It's an arbitrary date, world that we've got a show. Wow, yeah. an arbitrary date. Yeah, or is write it, that or down. Is, it, is that a conspiracy? It's is it not, a conspiracy? It's just an arbitrary date that I I've chosen. Simon's been told by some kind of secretive world government to make sure it's on the 2nd of May. Maybe they're planning some awful thing on the 2nd of May and needs the entire population distracted. Anyway, go and have a look. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's what they want you to say, sheeple. Go and have a look at, uh, sorry, not in service .com, uh, at the uh, You Do It page page for Barry's amazing video. Congratulations, Barry. Ten points to you. Um, and um, we have a, our next competition for the next two weeks. Yes. Slightly more simple for you simple folk out there. You are simple. Um, you may have heard us on the podcast and join the show using the word Gordano in, in, in this sort of scenario. Gordano. Gordano. Now, what does that mean to you? How would you use the word Gordano in everyday language? Why don't you send us a paragraph of you using the word Gordano to our email address. Yes, which is... Sorry, not in service at yahoo.co.uk or go to the website and <laughs> How many message O's us. in that co? Co. co. Don't you <laughs> So it's probably best, cause, probably best to go to the website because I've not told you how many O's are in the co. co. Go to the okay. website, send us a little paragraph. What does Gordano mean to you? How would you use it in everyday... Uh, scenarios and have you ever used it? Gordano! Gordano!
that was dropped by Atoms for Peace, and I think we can all agree with that sentiment. And that was preceded by the song of a lifetime, <laughs> otherwise known as A Million Pleading Faces by Orange Juice. So, um, We've all seen a million places. <laughs> exactly. Uh, William's just had a look at uh, the, uh, what would you call that? That's uh, The Facebook. The Facebook, and that's on your computer phone, isn't it? You know, um, you know books. Yes, I've heard of books, yes. Well, words in books. Yes. Yes. Faces? Yes, right, carry on. Facebook. And he's, he's just, as it happens, live conspiracy theory <laughs> from the internet. Uh, okay, I'll be honest, I've just, re- it's not a conspiracy theory, but it's very, it's just in a similar bent. Okay. Where, may you know, people's insane imaginations fill in the blanks where logic would otherwise leave them with nothing to do in their day and I've just read one that's been shared by Barb at work and it is a photo of a girl in a forest and behind her a shape has been circled with a red ring and an arrow points to it and it says underneath warning this picture is cursed share it or you will die at your bath at your bath <laughs> and that's why I was slightly taken by it at your bath <laughs> you will die at your bath unless you share this picture now how do you die at a bath I don't know and quite why did Barb think that she might die at a bath oh the the the, the, this, the thing in the background it looks like the silhouette of a person of some sort I oh, would well, argue explains it. I would argue it seems plausible that there could be another person in a forest or that the human brain is coded to spot patterns <laughs> and so just a random collection of shades might appear like a human form, you know. Uh, you, no, but, but it's more likely, in fact, actually, if you don't share this on Facebook, a ghostly curse will cause you to die at your bath. <laughs> wow. Uh, listeners, um, so, oh, my goodness. Uh, wow, I've just... Uh, there's been, we've had uh, communique. Yeah, we've had two emails, but they're both the same one. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on with this. This is from Marlene. Uh, and uh, it just says uh, the go- oh yeah go on do the only fools and horses Mar- Mar- who's Marlene uh, she's uh, Boise's wife go on do the only fools and horses Marlene yes that'll do nicely uh, it just says the government are kidnapping all the bees and putting them in people making them obese well, <laughs> oh the good go- oh, okay I hadn't read this before the government it's all in the it's all in the way you say it oh well, sorry the government are kidnapping all of the bees and putting them in people making the people obese Obese. 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 Sort of a conspiracy theory pun there. From Marlene. Go on, do the only fools and horses again. Marlene. Yes, why Marlene not? Marlene arrives from behind the bar. They've made a fool of themselves in front of the whole room. The local community. They've fallen aghast at Throtter Man's fall. Uh, Dave Owens here. <laughs> Oh, you didn't. Oh, you haven't got any microphones, have you? No. Oh, we'll just work it out. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. You'll be able to hear us talking. Oh, Oh, we're on air. Well, yeah, I mean, I I said it was our (laughs) Really? (laughs) It's a good job I didn't use any curse words then, really, wasn't it? What? what? Uh, Rivet. (laughs) Wow. So there we go. That was uh, the Steve Miller band. Mm. <laughs> He's like the man in the politics, the Steve Miller That's right, the, the, the third, third brother Miller of the Miller Brand brothers. <laughs> we are joined in the studio exclusively by, uh, is it Captain Dave Irwin? Uh, Brigadier. Brigadier Dave Irwin, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. apologise. Uh, uh, that's OK. Uh, um, I've, I've done the, the correct salute. Now, Dave is a, a writer or a runner? Or? Um, yeah, but um, a writer... Uh, like that, that, that doesn't work if you combine the two because like runner and writer have the same ending. That's true enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was I was I was struggling with this earlier when I was introducing the show. So would you call it a a rhiner? A rhiner. Rhiner. Dave's a rhiner. As it happens, there's a very talented runner whose first name is Rhiner. He's from Germany. Really? Like he ran Lands End to uh, John Groats to Lands End a few years ago in a very fast time. Did he write a book about it? Uh, not that I know of. Because if he did, that my friends, would be nominative determinism. What? Nominative nominative determinism (laughs) is when your name is similar to your job. Like Dennis's dad. Like Dennis's dad out of the Beano. Oh. Now you've said that, um, when I worked for Mind in Taunton and West Somerset, um, I was offered some Christmas cards to buy in about March of the year. 
like which was a bit early and the guy <laughs> oh, who yeah. wrote it the guy who um, wrote the email to me to offer them to me was his name was Chris Card and that was oh. his, that was actually his name like I emailed him and asked him and everything <laughs> like, <laughs> It was a thorough investigation. Very thorough. And it turned out it was Chris Card. Well, that's mm. extraordinary. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, it's a canny looking book, man. Oh, cheers. Dave, mm. tell us about your book. Okay. Um, well, the title is Everything Will Work Out in the Long Run. And there are a couple of clues in there, like they're very well hidden. <laughs> um, uh, basically, the phrase long run uh, refers to a <laughs> run of substantial length uh, during which um, you have a lot of thinking time uh, due to the solitary nature of the run unless you're running with other people in which case uh, they it. really encroach on your thinking time um, but yeah like with a lot of thinking time um, in solitary confinement but in the confines of wonderful nature like you can actually work a few things out okay so and and this this book is if you, if you will um, pardon me using a word that you'll find in TV documentaries mm. that are rubbish. This is a kind of book about your journey, perhaps, is it, Dave? Um, li- literal and metaphorical. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It does work, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, did, I did a journey like on foot from uh, where was it, Charmouth uh, to Studland in Dorset. Um, Studland, and I've written about that. Wow. Yeah, that's quite quite a substantial journey. Yeah, and. But yeah. We're just focusing on the kind of pun of the name Studland. <laughs> I mean, did it live up to its name? Yeah. Um, well, there is a nudist beach there. Like, I'm not even joking. Is that once right. again nominative determinism? <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope. I hope not. Well, best, to, best to put a n- n- nerdist beach. Studland, <laughs> which just reminded me of actually a time that I think the three of us were watching um, Association football, and Manchester City were playing, and. It, William just pointed yeah. out that Man City just sounds like the most <laughs> horrible place yeah. in the country. The city of men. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, so there we go. Well, look, Dave, um, your book sounds fascinating. We're going to quiz you with some more questions later on. Okay. Uh, we'll find you some headphones or bins, yeah. stuff. as they might be called, and um, we'll um, trash cans. We'll uh, we'll learn more from you. Yeah. And your teachings. Yeah. Ooh. In due course. Well, you certainly acquitted yourself well. Is it yourself well, David? <laughs> I would mark yours, you as much a cool thing as uh, this song by Sonic Youth. Ooh. It's cool thing. It's cool, cool thing. Charles, I hate my job. <laughs> Do you want to? Do you think so? Write in studio at tenradio.org or leave a message on the website tenradio.org. Now, listeners, um, we've got our, our, our wonderful guest here, uh, Dave Irwin, <laughs> joining us uh, in the studio. And Dave's uh, written a book called Everything Will Work Out OK in the Long Run. Everything Will Work Out in the Long Run. Yeah, not OK, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, prefer, so I prefer... It's ambiguous. Yeah, I prefer yes. OK. Sponsorship opportunity right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and Dave's going to read a passage from his book. Uh, yes, I am. Okay, so this is a passage about um, drinking alcohol and losing inhibitions and things like that. So, I begin. Long, long ago, in the time before the digital age, my Uncle Chris climbed right to the top of the bridge over the River Weir in Sunderland and sat there playing a mouth organ before climbing down again. Had he done this yesterday, it's entirely possible that by now there would be a video clip of it on YouTube, and within minutes the police would have arrived to arrest him, or perhaps try and talk him down, thinking he was about to jump. This is one of the main differences between life then and now. Back then events were special, because 99 times out of 100 you actually had to be there to see them. There's no way of knowing how many people saw it, although there is a video on YouTube of a young Russian woman climbing to the top of a radio tower with her boyfriend and playing a flute. Is it possible that her uncle or grandfather had been a Russian sailor who had been on a boat passing through at the time and told stories upon his return home of that crazy Englishman, (laughs) which were passed down to the next generation? The two things are probably entirely unconnected, but the reason I told this story is that Chris said he doesn't know to this day how he managed managed the climb. I think I can explain. He was drunk. (laughs) There are a couple of key elements in being able to do something. The first is wanting to, and the rest is believing you can. After that, it's usually within the realms of possibility. Chris wasn't a particularly seasoned climber, but the alcohol would have removed the inhibitions that would normally have prevented him from attempting to get to the top of that bridge. 
I've come to this conclusion because alcohol always made me fearless. Without it, I was a shy, retiring person. With it, I was a nightmare. After my experience of Glastonbury 1999, I eased off for a while, and as a, as a result, I felt myself slowly retreating into my shell. People remarked that I'd become quieter and didn't seem as crazy as before. For a while, I was happy about that, as it seemed the opposite had nearly made me lose touch with reality forever. But it wasn't too long before I started to miss the person I was when I was wasted. I missed the lack of inhibitions more than anything. Wow. That's... Uh enjoyed that a lot Dave uh, I mean obviously yeah. there's there's an awful lot of fun at the beginning but then of course it touches on one or two sort of rather larger issues yeah. yeah and um, much like life I believe because like, um, it's and I, if, if I was a vegan I'd say it was an ever shifting emotional landscape I guess <laughs> you know goes from one um, sort of extreme to the other you can be going along having a lovely time and then something can happen like to make you have a less lovely time but then things will turn around like if you wait and and you found that that you found that process of turning around is is come to you through through running um yeah like that that was a big help like um because i, I was never into running like um back in the day um i think you can probably remember from knowing me in my early 20s like i wasn't exactly a picture of health no um to put it mildly um but then i discovered running like I guess when I like like many people who do when I needed something to replace the buzz of like alcohol and other undisclosed substances, um, and then I actually realised that like there's something called an endorphin high that you get as a runner, which is kind of similar to being drunk, but like um how 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 can I phrase this like in a way that would be suitable for your listeners? I just uh, don't drop the C bomb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the F bomb? <laughs> well, you can replace it with I don't know, flip. Yeah. Okay. Or fup. <laughs> Double P. Um, I've actually forgotten what the point was now, <laughs> but, but 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 basically, like, running is actually the best natural high of them all. Um, for years, I thought it was sleep deprivation, but like running actually edges it, it into second place. And third place is putting cups over your ears. Incidentally, <laughs> like you should try that if you haven't. So is this so? So perhaps then. I mean, this could be a, your second book. Could be you know like a top ten list of things <laughs> to do for a natural high. Yeah. Um, like I mean, it, each one I'd have to explain in quite extensive detail if it was going to stretch to a whole book. Well, like if there was only ten, I guess. Serialise it in the Western Daily Press. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah. So, but, so I mean, was there was there a moment when you did you just decide I'm going to go out for a for a job? or was there a moment when you thought I want to have a go at that um, well like, uh, when I was about 12 like 13 14 ish like, I was quite good at the 1500 meters at school okay um, <coughs> well compared to like the people who weren't so good at it anyway <laughs> like because in, in um, a PE lesson like when I was about 12 I did the 1500 meters yeah and like a few people set off like real um, blistering pace at first and yep. I thought right okay they're going to win but actually what happened was they ran out of steam and I picked them off one by one and actually went on to win that race Okay. Uh, but then like, I did um, school sports day a couple of months later and like ran against some kids who were actually good at running and like they set off at a blistering pace and I thought right I'll have them <laughs> but actually they just got further and further ahead of me and like um, lapped me I think before the end right so, but anyway, like, I did like a bit of running back then, and so I stopped it for years and years and years. Um, but then one day I thought, actually, like, I quite liked running when I was a bit younger. Maybe I could do a 10k race. Uh, and this was after I'd done a couple few walking challenges and things like right, that. Right, so yeah. Yep. So it wasn't like I just went from being a chain smoker, binge drinker, like suddenly running a 10k. Like yeah. there was a bit of a build up to it. Uh, would it be um, fair to say you should be able to walk before you can run? Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, um, like if I, I don't know if you can remember being like one and a half years old, but no. like I think usually walking happens first, like before running. Like I don't know if many very incredibly young children just suddenly start running, sort of like having only crawled before. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just as an idea, I mean that could be your follow-up book, sort of how you got mm -hmm. to the running stage. You know, sort of focusing yeah. on that bit, then you could feasibly call it. <laughs> I walked before I ran. 
Um, <laughs> will, will, will I have to pay well royalties? Yes. Uh, because yes. I, kind, I kind of need the money. No, that's so. why I'm quite keen on you writing that book. I've <laughs> invented that phrase. <laughs> we need some income. No, Dave, thank you very much. Um, we're going to be hearing some more from uh, from, from Dave's, Dave's story yep. and uh, a bit more interview. Challenging uh, him against some of our regular features. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. And uh, but before we do that, yeah. I think it's about time for a little bit of pop music. Oh, it's Decatur. Decatur. Decatur by the Sofian Stevens. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, lovely. One, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, well done, subject, Stevens. Oh, sorry, I would. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just tr- struggling to get my old um, get my cans on. Your bins? Yes, bins. Trash cans. Trash cans. Uh, William, what's coming up now? What is coming up now? Have you got the jingle ready? Or, no. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just going to lean across. A second. Okay. Hang on. Sorry, listeners. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, uh, page one. Just a oh, so is it yeah. page one? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Audio speed chess. Mmm, cerebral. Yes, that's right. It's a, a the what was that audio speed audio chess? speed chess. Now, yes, we've not told Dave the rules of it because um, because hey. we're cruel like that. Hey, but, audio speed chess is just audio life on the audio board. Ooh. <laughs> you don't get told the rules at the start of life, other than I don't do a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we, William and I will start in this three-way chess match. Yep. Okay. Uh, so William, you start. Then it'll be my move. Then it'll be Dave's move. Uh, right horse, jump overhead, and then a bit left. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's good. That's a fairly standard first move. Not not asking a huge amount of questions there. Um, I'm going to go with uh, clerical worker to. That square over there. Okay. Dave. Okay, um, I'm going to go with uh, the former popular BBC One news presenter Michael Burke invade Poland, (laughs) but in a friendly way, (laughs) so they still think he's a lovely man. Okay, Dave, that's an incredible move, I've got to say. You are a clever man. Well, because um, an awful lot of time when people play this for the first time, they're a little bit unsure. But that was mm. quite a bold move. And it's put, it's asked William an awful lot of questions. Whatever. <laughs> this early in the game, anybody can just draw something out of Barry Kasparov's lineup. Okay, far Ooh. away. Okay, what did Barry do? Ah, yes. Wizard, mm-hmm. fire. Yes. Level seven at the water. Okay. Creating nice. a bank of steam. Nice. Okay. Prawn. To J six thousand J six. Okay, um, my move: Bianca off of EastEnders um, sits down, reads the entirety of the Quantock Horde, and quite likes it. Well, okay, William's in an awful lot of trouble there with that move. I mean, obviously. Um, I've got to uh, get my king out of this powerful situation. <laughs> you have. You're, you're, I've got to. I've got to haul him out. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, your king's in a lot of trouble. You've got to retract him. Mm, retract mm. your king. Yeah. Pop your king away. Flies up. <laughs> move on. It's <laughs> <laughs> your turn. <laughs> Is that your go? Is flies it? up. Move king, on. <laughs> king, king pulls his flies up. Move on. Very nice. Uh, okay, I'm going with. Um, Aubergine. Yeah. Two spaces Ooh. forwards. Whips out a Snickers bar. Clobbers it over Dave's head, and then continues going about his business. <laughs> okay. Um, you have put me in a tight spot there. Um, so you've only left me with one option, I think. You're gonna have to go nuclear, are you? Um, well. Slightly nuclear. Okay. Okay. Um, the African music superstar Tumani Diabate 
actually real reveals that he is Eminem and has been all along. Uh, he's got you, Will. And he's, he's, got not, you. he's not even from Africa. He's got you. He's absolutely He's done from you. Detroit. Dave, do you know what you've stitched was... William up just like? Like? Well, like a kipper. Like a kipper? Like a kipper. You've done him. Yeah. Like had, a... had him for breakfast. There's, there's literally nothing I can do. No, that's right. No. I mean, um, zips all well and good, but when your king's trousers have been hauled down by that kind of news, he's <laughs> so, been caught. So that's audio speed chess, everybody. Yep. Wow. Um, and of course, for some reason, the end of the game is when one person loses. Ooh. Like uh, the Third World War. Like the Third World War. Uh, More conspiracy theories coming up later. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, what, what happens to the third person? Well, the third person yeah. is uh, just economically in a very powerful position. Lovely. Yeah, we yeah. sort of form a coalition government. You're the sort of brute force. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I kind of do the admin. And I'm Steve Miliband. So, um, <laughs> so, so that was Audio Speed Chess, live on 10 Radio, yeah. uh, a three-way. Hey, guys, do you know what year it is? Y- yes. I really? Think so. It's 2008. No, Hence it's why this is the 2008. It's not. It's mm. mid-2008. This it's is really not, Will. It's February 2014. This is cutting edge. It's all the charts and the play, play the song. Everybody hears the play the song. Oh, this is in the charts, is it? Time to pretend by MRT. This is modern music on 10 Radio. I am modern. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. And who who was that, William? Oh, that was the M, the G, the M, and T with their song. Dave, we're going to be um, returning to you now for okay. another reading from your book. Everything will be. Uh, everything, everything will work, work out, out in the long in, run. In the long run. <laughs> but um, you can call it whatever you like, really. That's not what's what's important. No, as okay. long as you buy a copy. But yeah. Um, Right, this one is taken from like a, a run I did called the Caesars Camp Endurance Run back in October, uh, which is 100 miles, and it involves 10-mile loops. Uh, so basically the idea is you do 10 of them if you're going to complete it. And as a disclaimer, there is what sounds like a swear word in this excerpt from the book, but actually it's just somebody's name. Grow up. Right, so I remember absolutely bombing down one of the descents near the end of loop one, and the looks on Hank and Robbie's faces when I approached the aid station said, why are you treating your first hundred miler like a trail marathon? I was on an absolute mission at this point, and Hank even had to yell at me because I nearly ran right through without having the barcode on my number zapped. I scoffed a couple of jelly babies, put a fun-sized Mars bar in my pocket, and set off on my way, running for a couple of miles with Thomas and the mystery female runner. Conversation flowed, the miles seemed to pass quickly, the rain had stopped, the scenery was wonderful, but wait a minute... I didn't remember that barn on the right-hand side of the path. We'd taken a wrong turning. Oops. It's amazing what effect that ever had. After I'd been having the time of my life, the five or ten minutes lost getting back on the right track made some negativity creep into my brain, which had the instant effect of making my legs feel heavier. I had to let Gemma, Thomas and the others go, and plodded along at my own increasingly slow pace. When I reached the halfway aid station, I perked up a little, saying to Dick, that was his name, now that's an ultra beard, one I, one I can only dream of. He laughed and told me that I could have one if I just left my beard for a few months, as that's what he did. James told me my pacing seemed sensible. Little did he know about my aeroplane antics and running alongside folks I knew would be going faster than I should be. I actually felt pretty good for a mile or so after leaving the aid station, but then the cramp began. At first I was almost able to run it off, but then on one of the bigger climbs it started really burning. I told a runner I was with at the time that I needed some electrolytes when I got back to the camp, and he kindly gave me one of his S-caps, that's a salt tablet. But when I got, got to the descents heading towards camp, I knew I had a battle on my hands. Of course I'd cramped up in races before, but never to the extent that I had to sit down by the side of the trail and stretch, which is what was happening now. People passed me and asked if I was okay. I told them I was fine and just had a touch of cramp, but at that point I was actually thinking that if I couldn't shake this off, my race would be over. There'd be no way I could carry on like this for 80-plus miles. I'd be here until Thursday. And incidentally, the race started on Saturday. 
That's an important piece yeah, of information. That's yeah. saving it. Which you'll know if you read the book in its entirety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is where sort of you know sort of clips from books, clips, readings from books, yeah. sort of fall down slightly. They, they, they can do. But but yeah. but equally, it, it makes you sort of think. Oh, actually, I'd like to know what date it started. Yeah. And, and <laughs> sort of buy the book. Like people might have been thinking, who's James? Who's Gemma? Who's Thomas? You'll and find out if you buy the book. Don't even don't begin. Don't even begin with Dick. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> oh, uh, mystery female runner. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I, uh, apparently her name's Susie. Actually, I've oh, found this out since. Spoiler. Like, I didn't know this at the time. Are you going to do a rewrite? <laughs> like, it's, um, probably not. No. Well, no. no. She's not important. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even on Facebook. <laughs> Idiot. So, yeah. so okay, that's face. Um, don't know. Look, probably. Dave, this would be a, actually a good opportunity uh, to ask you where people might buy your book. Oh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, well. Yeah, this is actually a complicated one because um, it's quite long-winded. Like, um, but there's a Facebook page, um, www.facebook.com forward slash everything will work out in the long run, all one word. And if you message me through that, um, I'll tell you how to buy a copy. And you can also email me at djmixjagger uh, at hotmail.com. And that, that first bit's all lowercase and all one word as well. Um, see what I did there. It's very no, it's very clever. Yeah, it was another yeah. one of those um, uh, puns. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, absolutely, a lot of puns. Mm. No, that, that's 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 brilliant. Well, look, David, again, that sounded absolutely terrific. And um, my name is down for a book. Oh, um, oh. your book. Thank, thank you oh, very right. much. Yeah, instantly. So, so that's mm. good. And we're going to be hearing tessellation. Uh, <laughs> another reading from uh, everything will work out <coughs> in, in the, the long, long run. run. Thank you. And um, later on in the show, um, but but before that, there's going to be some yeah. pop music, and then another interview with Dave Irwin, Ooh. Ooh. which will be exciting. So um, this is the Blur Band. That and, lot, uh, yeah, this lot. So, um, so that's sort of exciting. Streets like a jungle. <laughs> Park life. Park life. John's got Brewer's Troop. He gets intimidated by the dirty pigeons. They love a bit of him. Girls and boys. The dustman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Quite right, too. Actually, that reminds me of a time that Dave and I did karaoke in Oh, night. That was wonderful. We weren't like first on, we were quite early on in the evening. And we decided to give, we decided to do park life. And the oi right at the beginning, we thought we'd give it extra oomph. So we did. And then blew the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to spend a good sort of half an hour or so setting the karaoke up again. Uh, I think I can top that because didn't we like um, miss the oi the first time we got them to rewind? <laughs> we got them to rewind, we them to rewind it. <laughs> like we pleaded with them to rewind it and they did. And then like, we did the oi properly and blew the speakers. <laughs> Halcyon days. <laughs> um, right, Dave. Um, Amazing. We, we are, we're going to do. I, I said earlier we're going to do an interview, but it's going to be more yeah. sort of like a question and answer session. Actually, oh, okay. Yeah. A quiz. Right. Because yeah. a question wow. and answer session is an interview, so it's going to be <laughs> so, more of a quiz. Now, now, Dave, you, you're a man, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and with your runnering activities, yes. you, you would perhaps describe yourself as a man with good health, perhaps, um, or increasingly good health. Yeah. Oh, in fact, actually, well, the journey of your book <laughs> does it not sort of take you from a place of sort of quite poor health um, to a, 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 a better place? It actually does. But as it happens, I've not done a lot of running over the winter and have eaten quite a few mini eggs. So like, I'm not quite as healthy as I was. But I'm not. I'm not as unhealthy as I, as I was at the beginning of the book. But for, so. the, for the purposes of this next bit, um, yeah, your yeah, health great. is exceptional. Yeah, I've got a six pack. Brilliant. Because I'm going to be quizzing you of from ginger beer from yeah, men's yeah, health. That's what I mean. From men's health magazine. Yeah. So you should be right on top of this. All right. Okay. Now I'm going to read some choice headlines. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to sort of blank one of them out. Right. And I want you to fill in the gap with oh. your with your knowledge of health. Yeah. And being a man. Yeah. This will be easy. Well, you would have thought so. Yeah. Okay. Huge what? Lean abs. So what um, huge. Yeah. Hu huge wallet. Lean abs. abs. No, not quite. It's huge arms. Oh. Okay, Dave. So it's a bit of a shame that one. You've. you've hmm. Right. Okay. Burn more what? Um, bracken. <laughs> That's well, is it about can, conservation? Yeah, you've got that absolutely bang on there, Dave. Yeah. So That's one point. Bracken. One out of two. That's men. <laughs> pretty that well. section was. Not health. <laughs> okay, what was it really? 
Yeah, it was Bracken. Okay. Yeah, it was Bracken. Um, the digital what in your pocket? Uh, the digital um, age? Uh, GP. Oh, GP. Okay. So he's only got one out of three. What Are you own? sure you're a man? Um, I think so. Right. What well, I've got stand? an Adam's apple. Oh. <laughs> quite, quite a prominent one, I would add. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It's cold outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> get so it up. Warm in bed. Get it up with what? Um, an alarm clock. No, I'll give you another guess. It's um, quite obvious when you think about it. Uh, get 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 it up with um, a what a hoist? No, nope. no. ox. An ox. An ox. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it just okay. says ox, so not an ox. Okay. All right. Okay. Fine. Right, David. I'm going to give you a, a bit more of a clue with this one. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. A what of immunity? Mm -hmm. Yes. The what is a four-letter word ending in ck. The um, what of immunity? A tuck. <laughs> A tuck of immunity? No. Uh, nearly. It was uh, it was a lick of immunity. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and um, finally, Dave. I mean, you're not doing very well. I've no, got to say, no. it's n it's not going brilliantly. Would you say you are more a man or a health? Um, probably more a man, mm. like at this moment in time. I. It's during this interview. You would um, say so. Um. Health. Yeah, health. It's all yeah, about the health yeah. now for Dave. Oh, scratch card. Uh, scra there's a scratch card in it. So actually, I'll tell you what. I might just sort of skip forward a little bit and ask you, Dave, to just to sort of do the scratch card. Oh, okay. On air. So, hey, we'll just ask. We'll ask this question mainly. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Will you be our next millionaire? Is the question. Uh, yes. I severe, sincerely hope so. <laughs> well, severely hope so. Well, um, I'm going to give you a head start. I'm going to give you a pound coin. Okay. Lovely. So, okay. Do I do I get to keep this? Uh, no. Oh. But it kind of all depends on. You could do anything. You could, could do with it. it? So, um, so, so, Dave, just sort of talk us through what you're, what you're what's happening over okay, there. Okay, um, scratch to match. Um, so, I guess I scratch off these panels, and if they match, I might win some kind of prize. Yeah, that yeah, sounds that sort. sounds familiar. Okay, so I've scratched the first one. I've got a heart. Ah, oh, he's got a heart. Um, I've also got a bike, um, and a car. So. Yeah, I can't make my mind up, like whether I want to save the environment or not. I've got a bike and a car, but I've got a good heart because I'm thinking about saving the environment. Yeah, so it has crossed my mind, even if I do drive everywhere still. <laughs> so what's next? Um, a loaf. Yeah. A cake. <laughs> and another loaf. So what actually happens, like if you match two? Like, do you get anything? I've yeah. absolutely no idea. A rifle. <laughs> <laughs> a rifle. <laughs> a um, rifle and a hummer. Yeah. <laughs> so two loaves and a cake. And a lady. So two savoury, one sweet. Nice. Good okay. balance. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's good health, actually. Yeah. Um, two Mars bars and a sandwich. Let's do one more, let's do one more scratch Ooh. there, Dave. You're listening to 10 Radio. This is a gambling hour. Uh, slightly worse health here. A burger, a burger. <laughs> and a joint. <laughs> oh, three burgers. <laughs> three burgers? So have you just won a million pounds? Clogged up arteries, but I might have the money to get them fixed. Wow. Live millionaires on 10 Radio. So, three matching symbols. You could win either one million pounds cash, a world cruise, an iPhone, a Kindle Fire, 20,000 pounds, and it keeps going on for quite a long time until it gets to a 25 pound Argos gift card. So what it basically means is a £25 Argos gift card. Uh, what it almost certainly means is a cruise of which nothing is paid. Yes. <laughs> Just lie down in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably what they're asking you to do. Well, that was uh, that was Scratch Cards on 10 Radio. And Dave, mm. I've got one more um, sort of uh, quiz question for you. OK. Lose weight without doing blank. Uh, lose weight without doing... Um, Correct punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's impossible. <laughs> um, I'm afraid not. The answer's cardio. The answer's oh. cardio. So Dave Irwin, there, expert writer and man health machine, scores one point out of five, <laughs> but maybe a millionaire. Uh, this is um, this is Manitoba with Dundas, Ontario. We'll be hearing from Dave Irwin and his book in a minute. Ooh. Well, 
good grief. That was, of course, the wonderful sound of Dundas, Ontario by Manitoba, who then grew up to become Caribou. We're going to be hearing, having a final reading from Dave Irwin, mm. so I would ask you to speak now. OK. Um, right, this one's going to have no introduction. Right. Apart from that one. <laughs> Apart from that one. Right. Uh, the hangover girl wanted to borrow my lighter, and it had taken me so long to light my cigarette already that I just couldn't allow any further delays. But I couldn't articulate this to her, and so I just kept scuttling away from her and laughing. I don't know how long it took to get my cigarette lit, but eventually I did, and then it seemed to be gone in about two puffs, so I decided to have another. Of course, the second and third trips kicked in on top of the first, and Gareth admitted he'd been wrong, and we had actually dropped some quite potent acid. There was a point where all I could do was just lie there and try and make some kind of sense of what was going on around me. People were drumming everywhere, and I saw Scottish clansmen like those in the film Braveheart walking around with swords, preparing for battle. I wasn't scared, but I didn't know what I was feeling. Just after dawn, a firework went off in the sky, and I saw hundreds of tiny explosions, as if I was looking through a kaleidoscope. I remember deciding to go for a walk at one point, and I had my arms out like I was pretending to be an aeroplane. I tried to talk to a few people, but they were all kind of weirded out by me, so in the end I just made my way back to Gareth. He suggested we went back to our tent because the trip would start to wear off soon, but I wasn't sure if he was right. We commenced, we commenced the journey back to the tent with Gnome Shaman as our guide, who didn't know where our tent was, but considering how wasted Gareth and me were, he probably stood as much chance of finding it as we did. On the way back, Gareth told me to buy a pack of cigarettes from a stall. I didn't think this was a bad idea, but I looked at the guy behind the counter, and his face was pulsating, so I wasn't entirely sure if I trusted him. Anyway, then I got off the bus. Uh, yeah, that bit, that last bit isn't really in there. <laughs> no, that was actually from Glastonbury Festival, 99. Wow. I mean, that, again, that, I mean, you're touching on quite a sort of um, uh, heavyweight subject um, in, in the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not, not necessarily in that example, but mm. just in a broad sense. Yeah, yeah. like Stuart Broad. Exactly. Um, former Broadsense. England fast bowler. Current England, well, medium. Uh, is he? Medium. Well, I don't really follow it these days. But, but no, um, well, <laughs> I mean, was, was, it, was it difficult sort of find, sort of remembering all these things that went on? I mean, um, was it difficult sort of trying to piece things together? Well, actually, uh, like what I was talking about just then um, was an experience from Glastonbury Festival in 1999. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was basically um, describing a bad acid trip, yeah. as you can imagine. And um, I actually like spoke about that at great length in a counselling session last year. So, like that helped me to remember it okay. quite a lot. And yeah. because I, I didn't realise that that like that night had had quite an effect on me that had lasted a number of years. Um, because basically, I, I charged the doors of perception with a battering ram. Like is what I'd say if I was a particularly angry vegan, <laughs> and. Um, like when you do that, sometimes it kind of leaves a mark on you. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming in. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, it has been an absolute pleasure. And uh, what yeah. I would say is that we have got upwards of 90 seconds to fill. Okay. Before the next people come into the studio. Right. Yes. So I would reiterate to people again where they might be able to get in contact with you to okay. find your book. Uh, yeah. Okay, www.facebook.com forward slash everything will work out in the long run or um, an email to djmixjagger at hotmail.com and by doing that I will respond to you um, as quickly as I possibly can um, with details of how you can buy the book. Fantastic. And, and actually, i tell you what we'll do is we'll put a link up on our website as well. Yes. So oh, it well. goes to uh, sorrynotinservice.com and um, has a look at the... Seeing other people. Seeing other people. Yes. Oh. We will put a link to Dave's book there. Um, Interconnectivity. We are a digital hub. Um, when you said 90 seconds, Simon. Yeah. You mm. meant not. I meant not 90 seconds. No, that's yeah. right. Fair oh. enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, look, listeners, thank you very much for joining us for these two hours. Yes. Uh, thank you for uh, talking to us about our cons your conspiracy theories. Um, thank you. This is definitely local radio, isn't it? <laughs> Call it with your conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> I reckon Poston Boyer is going to make a move to try and take over Milverton. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> thank you all for listening there'll be a podcast up this weekend uh, the full version on Mixcloud have a look on sorrynotinservice.com congratulations to Barry for winning our first 
uh, competition, um, which um, Davy won a competition, which is wonderful. Oh. And the competition for the next couple of weeks is email us with uh, what you think the word Gordano means. What does it mean to you? How would you use it in everyday uh, scenarios? Contact details on the website, sorryottenservice.com. Now, we're going to be leaving you in the comfortable hands of the varmints. It's going to be a two. wonderful series of events. Two, two of varmints. Thank you, Dave, for two coming in. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Everybody go and buy his book. I'm sure it'll be terrific. It's got a great title. Yeah, please, please do. Well, I need to. I need petrol for my car. <laughs> I need to get home tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we're going to leave you with Beck and a song called Tropicalia. And um, goodbye. Well, Gordano, that was the podcast. Gordano, it Gord- was. Gordano. <laughs> <laughs> Again, confirmation. Um, Dave, we didn't. We didn't get round to asking you about um, any conspiracy theories that you might okay enjoy. Uh, yeah, there is just one, um, which is of vital importance, that I broadcast it like to the um, however many people listen to your show. Huddled masses. Yeah. Um, so, like, you may be aware that David Cameron, uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain, like-ish, um, and, like, James Cameron, the popular film director, are actually brothers. Ish. And uh, James Cameron is a posh boy from Berkshire. <laughs> But what actually happened was, uh, do you remember when Simon and me used to be in a band called Verbal Tiger many yes. years ago? Yes. And uh, once like, we did a bit of an intro to one of our live performances, uh, which said, um, human drummer, never trust machinery, remember the lessons of the Terminator films. <laughs> well, actually, uh, like the first Terminator film was, orig- was originally, you know those um, videos you get in science classes at school? Like that just warn you against um, like doing dangerous things. Yes. Like there was one about electricity, I think. Well, the first Terminator film was originally one of those, um, but then James Cameron like got ideas way above his station, <laughs> like, and actually turned it into a Hollywood blockbuster, and was like cast aside by the rest of the family um, for like not sharing their values. <laughs> that's actually a true story. And that, that's your theory, wow. is it? No, that's actually true. Right. Mm. Okay. Well, listeners, if 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 you, if you believe that, well, good for you. <laughs> Bully for you. Good for you. Acronymise it as fast <laughs> as you can. <laughs> Dave, that's an extraordinary piece of news, yeah. and yeah. Um, I think that's going to go. That's going to take. Sorry, not in service. And everything will work out in the long run. Yeah. Nice. Global with like publicity and shit. <laughs> so um, we'll see you next time. Gordano. 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 Uh, keep on r- running and writing. Um, <laughs> not, not at the same time. Dangerous. Do it. Yeah, it's not that yeah. dangerous. Man up. <laughs>